This week on Friday Night History, Gesaku, snark, fart jokes, and why the Shogunate didn't like satire. This episode of Friday Night History was recorded before a live Twitch audience at twitch.tv slash riversidewings. Subscribe to catch future recording sessions, gaming streams, and more. Salutations, you fantastic denizens of the internet. This is Dr. Nairi A. Bakalyan, and you are listening to Friday Night History, your favorite historical romp with your favorite history dyke. Gesaku. There's a rule for good satire punch up. This was no less the case in the Edo period, and one of the major genres through which this happened is called gesaku. While a lot of what we usually focus on in this podcast pertains to the warrior cast or those immediately adjacent to it and the things that they did, gesaku was primarily the domain of everybody but the samurai. These commoners used it as an outlet through which to talk romance, satire, comedy, religion, and much more. Even politics. In the first place, gesaku is actually an umbrella term. It means playful writing. And it has a wide range of subgenres, most notably senryu poems, kibyoshi, sermonizing dangibon, sharebon, kokkeibon, ninjobon, Kusazoshi and Yomihon. Kokkeibun and Kibyoshi in particular translate well to modern form. Kokkeibun is a gesaku genre usually illustrated and telling the story of commoners' lives with a heavy focus on humor, slapstick. An especially notable example of Kokkeibon is the Tokai Dochu Hizakurige, which was translated into English by Thomas Satchel in 1960 as Shakespeare. Hizakurige is a lively slapstick story of two friends from Edo, Yaji and Kita, who travel west along the Tokaido Highway on pilgrimage to the Ise Grand Shrine. There are many homoerotic overtones here. Hijinks ensue and continue through a sequel. Kibiyoshi, on the other hand, are illustrated. Think of them as proto-comic books, where text was woven into the images. These ranged from 10 to 30 pages. Other subgenres of gesaku even uh, took the form of romance novels. Some took the form of sermons. There was a variety. But remember, folks... This was the Edo period, where although the commoners held an increasing share of the country's wealth, it was still the warrior caste that was in the exalted position in the societal hierarchy, and which possessed a monopoly on government and state-sanctioned violence. So we need a sidebar and talk about a daimyo named Matsudaira Sadanobu here. Matsudaira Sadanobu was the son of Tayasu Munetake, also known as Tokugawa Munetake, one of the sons of the 8th shogun Tokugawa Yoshimune. Tayasu Munetake headed one of the Gosankyo, or Three Lords, the families that held daimyo-level income but were not daimyo, as discussed in a recent episode, instead being tasked with producing a ready supply of alternate heirs should the main shogunal lineage die out, as it had before Yoshimune's time. Sadanobu was adopted out 
to the Hisamatsu Matsudaira family of Shirakawa domain in northern Honshu. The Hisamatsu Matsudaira family was a cadet branch of the Tokugawa clan, and while it wasn't too powerful in its own right, it still had prestige by osmosis. However, it was also in the grip of financial crisis when Sadanobu was adopted in. He attained fame in his domain, as well as in Edo, for getting the domain's finances back in working order. And used his fame as well as his birth family's connections to get an appointment to the shogunate's chief counselor in 1787. In his tenure as chief counselor, he championed a series of political reforms called the Kansei Reforms, named after the era name, which aimed to strengthen out the shogunate's faltering finances make contingency plans for future disasters in the form of granaries, stabilize the population and thus the tax base in the countryside by sending peasants who'd moved to Edo back home to their villages, and more. But it had a darker side in which it also attempted to legislate morality by cracking down on Gesaku and its authors. So against the backdrop of these reforms, we need to talk about one of the most notable authors of Gesaku, a late 18th century, early 19th century author and artist called Santo Kyoden. Kyoden was born into a family of lumberyard pawnbrokers, but became a skilled ukiyo-e artist and prolific author. It was Santo Kyoden who, in a 1788 Gesaku work, defined the characteristics of the Edoko, the quintessential Edo townsman, as follows. Translation is the one that appears in Gerald Gromer's translation of Nishiyama Matsunosuke's book, Edo Culture. 1. He receives his first bath in the water of the city's aqueduct. He grows up in sight of the gargoyles on the roof of Edo Castle. 2. He is not attached to money. He is not stingy. His funds do not cover the night's lodging. 3. He is raised... In a high-class, protected manner, he is quite unlike either warriors or country bumpkins. Four, he is a man of Nihonbashi to the bone. Five, he has Iki refinement and Hari strength of character. But as Nishiyama observes, these characteristics were more imaginary than based in fact, as they don't mesh with the realities of life in Edo. For example, Nagoya, not Edo Castle had gargoyles, shachoko, on its roof. And the aqueducts of Edo had dirty water, not anything to bathe in. Nishiyama argues that this has more to do with poking fun at hoity-toity people from the Kansai region, central Japan, the greater Kyoto, Osaka, Nagoya area, than anything real about life in Edo or people from Edo. At any rate, What's certain is that Santo Kyoden was a renowned, beloved author and artist, and apparently one of the first to turn writing from something simply done for the love of it to a career on which one could base a living. I think he would have done well on Patreon. And he did not spare the powerful from his satirizing, not one bit. Kyoden first satirized the Kansei reforms in Nitan no Shiro Fuji no Hito na Kenbutsu, from which comes that earlier quote. He also modeled the plot of Jirai Sewacho Tsuzumi after the murder of shogunate official Tanuma Okitomo. He poked fun at the reforms again in Koshijima Tokini Aizome 
and then drew illustrations for Ishide Kinko's Kibyoshi work, Kokubyaku Mizu Kagami. At this point, the authorities felt they'd had enough of this uppity townsman who wouldn't stop making fun of them, and they fined Kyoden. But in response, Kyoden released three more books, after which Matsudara Sadanobu personally ordered Kyoden placed under house arrest and manacled for 50 days. But Matsudaira Sadanobu had a secret. He was a Santo Kyoden fanboy. And he was an author of Gesaku himself. Hypocrite much? Yes, Sadanobu had Kyoden put under house arrest and manacled, but he also made sure to get an autograph from the man. And much more surprisingly, Sadanobu himself was the author of Daimyo Katagi, whose first half is in Kibyoshi style, and whose second half, written in sermonizing Dangibon style, is a Gesaku rant par excellence, about daimyo being posers. Historian Haruko Iwasaki even argues that Sadanobu was an avid reader of Gesaku beyond the work of Kyoden alone, and that his work is particularly influenced by the then-recent work called Kyogenzuki Yabo Daimyo, the naive daimyo infatuated with Kyogen, which was written by Kishida Toho and illustrated by Kitao Masayoshi, published in early 1784. Kyogen is the comedic theatrical form that provides the lighter interludes that punctuate a longer, serious series of Noel plays. Sure enough, the unnamed hapless lord in Daimyo Kataki becomes obsessed with theater, falling asleep on stage after a rehearsal one day, only to be visited in his dreams by a Chinese sage who yells at him. The sage's rant is so incandescent at times that it seems worthy of Louis Black's rants. His invective tears apart everything from the daimyo's meaningless pursuit of martial arts without understanding of what fighting actually is, to the lack of practicality of people who claim to understand military engineering without due diligence to matters of logistics and personnel, and even issues of medicine, religion, and decorum, as well as filiality, don't escape the sage's tirade. It's really quite something, and I encourage you to follow the link and read Haruko Iwasaki's translation for yourself. She translated it in 1983, and you can read it here if you're listening to the podcast. Go to the blog post and follow the link. While Sadanobu went to great trouble to hide it, his personal attendants discovered Daimyo Katagi among his papers after his death, and they and their descendants were responsible for seeing it to publication in the Meiji era. While the Kansei reforms had a chilling effect on the freedom of non-warriors to poke fun at those in power, Gesaku came back in force a few decades later. And even today, Gesaku continues to reverberate via modern adaptations. Hizakurige got an outlandishly surreal, slapstick-heavy, anachronism-heavy movie rendition in 2005 as Mayonaka no Yajisan Kitasan. I think Santo Kyoden would have approved. Bands pass, politicians pass, but satire is eternal. The Tokugawa shogunate is dead. Long live Gesaku.
I'm Nairi, and this has been Friday Night History. Now, questions? Friday Night History is a weekly historical romp with me, your favorite history dyke, Dr. Nairi A. Bakalian. Our theme is Bugle Blue, written by Craig Friedrich, performed by the U.S. Army Blues and available royalty-free at pixabay.com music. This and more is made possible by listeners like you to support Friday Night History and the rest of my work. Sign up today at patreon.com slash riversidewings or subscribe at twitch.tv slash riversidewings and catch an episode recording. That's all for this week of Friday Night History. Next week, no and no accessories. The House of Date, the Lion of Kanze, and why Sendai is the reason that some parts of modern No exist at all. Also coming soon to Friday Night History, a miniseries called Paradigm Shift. Join me as I welcome an old friend turned historian colleague to the podcast as we talk about historiography, teaching, puns, and the things that we as historians want the world to know. I hope to see you there. And remember, who you are and what lights your fire is worth fighting for. I'll see you around.